Attention, attention, warning, warning. Rock solo courtesy of Talkin' Rock in the basement is inbound. Here's your host, Tom. Welcome to Rock Solo, where we get to know the members of the podcast Talk and Rock in the Basement just a little bit better and a little bit more personal. So this week, I have the largest member of Talk and Rock in the Basement, both figuratively and literally. Of course, I mean the big dog, the silverback, the king of beers, and also most infamously known as Gary Busey. Please welcome the one and only Jared Jones. Thanks for sitting down with me today, Jones. So how did you manage to acquire so many nicknames? Reputation to uphold. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, well, I appreciate you being here. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. You know where times hanging out are tough because you, you do work a lot. You work for uh, the local electrical company, and they definitely put you to work. So definitely uh, appreciate you taking your time sitting down yeah. with me. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to start off with a, uh, a deep question for you, Jones. Hit me. Um, you've always been this kind of larger-than-life kind of domineering character. You always like kind of be the guy in charge uh, where everybody turns to, like the guy who, uh, if we need help, we'd love to go to you. Um, where would you say that personality kind of derived from, and how has that affected the relationships in your everyday life? I think it just evolved over time. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I was I was small, you know, I was 6'1", 180, but I was real scrappy. And then uh, when I graduated high school, and the older I got, the bigger I got, and then I just, the toughness just grew, and then uh, I enjoyed looking out for my buddies, and then next thing you know, I'm the I'm the man, <laughs> and then nobody's going to tell me shit. <laughs> no, they, they usually don't, and they do, they usually uh, pay for it dearly, and I, I know for that firsthand. Uh, but do you remember our first interaction, Jones? You, you will once I bring it up. But it, it feels it feels like ten years ago. I do. It, it might be ten years ago. But uh, Jones and I used to be in the army together. Um, and kind of my first experience with Jones is my team leader. You know, the guy kind of uh, directly in charge of me told me to go knock on Big Jones's door because he is the one and only guys in the platoon that actually had a printer. So uh, old Corporal Casada goes like, go knock on Jones's door, ask him to print off you know some dumb army form that I had yeah. to fill out. And I was like, oh, this guy's knocking on me to knock on his door and use his printer. I, as I kind of knew of his uh, persona, or at least the, what people said about him, you know, as this tough guy. Uh, so I knock on the door, you know, begrudgingly, and he, uh, you take your time before you get to the door. You stand there for a minute. And it's like, okay, I hear this dude moving around, but he won't come. Moving, Always. Oh, moving. Uh, so you, you stumble your way, and you open the door. I'm like, uh, it's like hey, uh, you mind if I use your printer? And, you know, without a uh, bat, bat in your eye or anything, just, I'm out of ink. <laughs> just out of ink. I was like, oh, this yeah. guy is definitely not out of ink. Which, Jones, Jones is a guy who's always prepared. So, you know, hindsight is he's always prepared and has um, an excess of all kinds of materials, of, uh, whether it's ranch dressing or just uh, body wash. There's always an excess of everything in Jones' yeah. household. But at that very point, I was like, I, there, there's no way I could be friends with this guy. Yeah, I, at no point am I letting the new guy use my printer. Uh, no, I don't blame you one bit. Uh, I later used uh, the guy that <laughs> everybody kind of hated, kind of the opposite direction. Uh, he had a printer, and he let me print off whatever. But um, Marbutt? Luck- <laughs> yeah, Marbutt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, later, we, uh, at least luckily, bonded over two big things. Um, we both love working out and listening to rock and roll. Um, yeah. So that's basically a friendship was born out of that. But once I found out you loved the movie Wayne's World, and I um, found out you played uh, Garth for uh, with Keith for Halloween one yeah. year and then did it again, I knew we'd be close friends because I know it was, uh, Wayne's World's a big deal for us. Um, 
But since Wayne's World was such like a catalyst for me, kind of igniting my passion for rock and roll, like what has the movie Wayne's World uh, kind of meant for to you all these years? Uh, that's a good question. For me, I would say it's always been like a a dream of mine. Not a dream, but like a kind of a fantasy, like a unicorn one-off thing where you could create a concert and everybody will come. Like a Woodstock, but a lot cooler. Not not having hippies. Uh, Wayne Stock. <laughs> and I just love, you know, uh, the characters in the movie and how they flow together and, you know, the soundtracks. And I, I just really enjoyed that. I would love to put together a concert of all the bands I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. That would be most ideal. And, you know, Aerosmith, so they're in there. Wayne's talking, they had like Van Halen and talk about Pearl Jam and they, everybody. And I just remember watching Wayne's World as a kid. I was like, these guys, you know, are such close friends. They always hang out. It's what I always wanted, just hang out with you know, your buddies all the time and then just talking about music, just being so educated about yeah. music, just related in your everyday life. Um, that's, that's what I kind of aspire to be. So always, always trying to learn as much uh, kind of rock and roll knowledge as I can. That's, of course, what our podcast is all about. But I, I now, I know you weren't always into rock and roll such as you are now. Uh, I have some sources that have told me otherwise. <laughs> they informed me uh, you used to be heavily into rap, hip-hop, and R&B. That is uh, true. So what do you got to say for yourself, Jones? Uh, we all have to grow up sometime, and it was nice because it made me realize and appreciate how much I like rock and roll. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm glad you went through that kind of, uh, I don't know, trying times passage. You know, to <laughs> appreciate it. But I guess what made you yeah. entranced or what made you come back to rock and roll and kind of put those hip-hop days behind you? Well, I mean, you can only listen to rap for so long and it gets old and there's nothing really new that's cutting edge and rappers really only have like two albums and then of those two albums, you might have three or four songs you like on a regular basis. And I was, I I mean, I missed it and I just, there's so much more in rock and roll that I enjoy, whether it's the, the time and effort, the discipline that they put into the music and stuff like that, or if it's the sound. I mean, every band has a certain sound, whereas rap, I mean, they all sound the same. It's all about a beat and a hook, and that's it. And then the lyrics in between are just trash. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, kind of hip-hop artists. I'd say there's more like rock bands that have stood the test of time than kind of these pop artists, these hip-hop artists, because you kind of look back on uh, uh, these... <laughs> Jones digging in his cooler for another uh, Coors Light. Um, you look at these uh, old pop artists, and it's so much of their time... But a lot of these rock stars stand the test of time, such as the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, even Guns N' Roses. Um, so that's why I really like it. It's kind of the longevity and like the yeah. lasting legacy is a lot more appreciative than uh, kind of the hip-hop and rap stuff, at least to my, uh, my opinion. Yeah, that's real. I mean, they have real talent. I mean, you can't uh, – there's no uh, substitute for real talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, even somebody like Lil Wayne, who was on top of the world in the mid-2000s, and now he's – opening for uh blink 182 and he he doesn't seem too happy about it yeah i mean that's i don't have anything else to say about (laughs) rap that's all i have to say about that um (laughs) i know one of your favorite things to do jones is to sit on your patio drink coors light and uh, listen to music from your your boom box or your uh your fugu your large speaker or the sound box that's right the big old speaker that you have um now with this uh relatively new way of listening to music such as with streaming on apple music or spotify uh, i guess what are your opinions about um on this like streaming services compared to like the old ways of purchasing your own music and like with vinyls or with cds what do you think about streaming compared to all the other ways we used to listen to music 
Well, I mean, nowadays it's a lot easier to listen to whatever you want. Like I hear a new song on the radio I like, whether, you know, I'm like, oh, I wonder who that is. I could Google it in three seconds. I know the song. And then I could search that title of whoever that artist is or the track. And I can, I could have that song playing in three seconds. Whereas like the old days, it was all about elbow grease. I remember I was in college and I used to go to the record store and I used to buy like $100 worth of CDs every time. Mm-hmm. And I'd write a list on my phone every time. Actually, it wasn't even on a phone because I didn't have an iPhone at the time. So I had a, I probably had some old shitty phone. <laughs> and I, I would write it on pen and paper like the artists I'd be searching for and the albums. And then I'd go to this really good record store in Ken, Ohio. It was called a CD Seller, I believe. And they had everything. And I would just search their CDs for like hours. And then I would just go home with like $100 worth of CDs, I'd instantly uh, upload it all to my uh, computer so that I would have it as a backup in case anything happened to it. And then I would just play those CDs for like a month straight in my car and whatever other device I was listening to. And I got the reps in, and that's how you really know. You find the B-sides, we say, and also you... You find out what a band or artist is really about, and I really enjoyed that. And it was like a process, you know. It was something I really enjoyed. I was putting the time in. I was putting the effort in, and uh, that that goes a long way. People will never understand that, and uh, that's why I like collecting vinyl so much. Is because you know you got to know exactly what you want, and then you go to the record store, and vinyl's expensive these days. Like all those people that are like. Um, I like the trendy yeah. kind of new people to vinyl, the yeah, hipsters. It's, it's a it's a cool thing to do. So people are collecting vinyl. Like I've I've been collecting vinyl for a long time. I've inherited a lot of good vinyl, and it's expensive. So you got to really know what you want and find some good deals on it. And hopefully you do. But yeah, back to what you were saying. Uh, for me, it was all about like the the process. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed you know all that. But at the same time, it's so easy now. I enjoy that as well. I, I enjoy it as well. I feel like I uh, listen to a lot more music as well because you don't have to spend fifteen dollars, fourteen dollars for a for a whole album or what dollar twenty nine you're doing on iTunes. Sure, um, you can really listen to anything for uh, ten dollars a month. So I think that's a pretty good do- deal. But it it, it kind of does take away like kind of the the worth that like if you you have a job and you make your own money, and then you buy something like you care about that item that you purchase so much more than if you just would have got the money for free and just spend or somebody just would have given you the item for free so i it goes both ways but i definitely appreciate this album music and you uh nudged me into it yeah you got me a bunch of uh apple gift cards <laughs> and saying get apple music it'll change your life and it i did and it has i've really loved that i've listened to so much more music um just preparing for our uh talking rock in the basement episodes we're talking about a certain band and i haven't listened like we talked about chris cornell cornell recently and i haven't listened to all of his albums but i listened to a good portion of his albums uh in the, the week prior of us doing that episode and i wouldn't really have been able to do that before other than maybe listen on youtube that's not the same because you have to have your phone open you know it's not as convenient yeah so i, I really enjoy uh this whole streaming i don't know how long it'll last is another question i was gonna bring up i guess what do you think the the future holds for listening to music like how long do you think this streaming will last like is it like when netflix first came out is it like too good to be true you know do you think this will be the new thing for a long time or do you think something new will come about maybe more 
uh, beneficial to artists uh, compensation wise? I I think this will be here as long as uh, <clears throat> I think streaming will be here as long as um, the music companies and labels want it to because then they don't have to pay the artist directly per play and all that. They're not getting royalties off of it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think it's just going to be a matter of time. Uh, I, I say it's ten years plus, probably because we got a great thing going. But I mean, people when CDs came out thought CDs were going to be here forever, mm-hmm. and then MP3s came and all that. So I, I'm not going to say never. And I know there's something else that'll. Who knows? We might go back to something like you got to download music again because the artists take back control. Right. It's what's the? I think it's from the. History of the Eagles documentary is the worst. Some executives said the worst part about this music business is the artists, you know, because yeah. they, they only care about making money. They don't care about the actual product as long as they get money, these executives and their, uh, yeah. So, no, so it, it's, it's all about the money. It's wherever the money mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely true. But, um, kind of shifting gears here, talking about our podcast. Um, when we started our podcast, you know, uh, six months ago, I think I talked about it in the last rock solo episode, but it actually took you a few weeks before you actually finally joined us as like kind of this weekly full fledged member of the group. And I'm very glad you did because I feel, uh, you had a very unique perspective to the group, very gritty, grungy, no nonsense character. You're not afraid to call people out, um, which could be, <laughs> could be a little <laughs> awkward at times, but it, it can be really funny. Um, but now you've been doing talk and rock in the basement for many months now. Uh, can, what has been kind of your, uh, your favorite aspect of the show and what is doing the show meant to you? Yeah. So for me, uh, I really look forward to it every week, uh, every Saturday night at seven, I, uh, I'm ready for it and I'm prepared. Um, yeah, at first, I, I mean, I didn't know like how it was going to take off or, you know, what it would really transpire to be but i mean for me i really enjoy the process it makes me uh study music a little bit more even though you know i always feel like i have a good repertoire of uh, music it really helps me uh get a little deeper into music than i maybe have been and it gets me listening to music that i haven't listened to in a long time so i, I really enjoy that i like you know getting the four guys together because it's a reason to hang out that's First and foremost, you know, I really enjoy hanging out with the guys, drinking beer, uh, shooting the shit, making fun of each other. And that that's the funnest part for me. I like that organic process of we're all having fun, we're enjoying each other's company, and we just happen to be talking about rock and roll. Because, I mean, this isn't something new. I mean, you and I have been talking rock and roll for since the time we met each other. Right, day after the, the print, <laughs> printer ink incident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I agree wholeheartedly i i I love it because i feel like i've learned so much more about rock and roll just having to kind of dive deep about the certain artists a certain band a certain genre album whatever each week we do an episode so i've learned you know a lot and of course i love it's the excuse to get to hang out with the guys every week yeah and it's kind of excuse to the girlfriend where it's like i want to hang out this is kind of like helps me towards my career so it's like you know babe it's for my career you know <laughs> you, you want to support me right we and need so this you gotta twist her arm <laughs> and so then it's uh, a guaranteed hangout every week because that always that always doesn't always happen yeah um, no, that's real so i love hanging out i love talking about rock and roll um one thing i thought it was hard is <laughs> it's hard 
not to be awkward. It's very easy to be just super awkward, and I definitely have a gift at being awkward. So that's yeah, I give uh, you that. one thing I do. <laughs> I've known Jones for years, and they're still sitting here being awkward. <laughs> they don't call him awkward Tommy for no reason. <laughs> I, it sounds behind my back. I've never heard that at me. Um, so that, that's not comforting. But no, I, I love doing the show, and I'm glad you enjoy doing it too and look forward to it every week. It's turned into yeah, basically every Saturday at 7 p.m., and we usually yeah. post the episode around 9 or 10 p.m. You know, once we. Uh, finish blabbing to each other about uh, the latest uh, rock and roll facts but i'm gonna ask you one more question jones and then we'll be finished and there's no need to sweat anymore because i see you uh, sweating profusely <laughs> <laughs> he's not sweating well, um if i was sweating i'd be out of here <laughs> yes I'm, I'm done but we know you love a great deal of different bands that we've talked about on the show and maybe a little bit today i know you like pearl jam stb <clears throat> stp and you've talked a lot about bad company but anybody who really knows you, or at least is somewhat close to you, knows your favorite band is unequivocally Guns N' Roses, even though you wear a Red Hot Chili Peppers shirt today. Yeah. Um, I guess, so, something people may not know is why Guns N' Roses? Why is Guns N' Roses your favorite band of all time? That's a good question. Uh, I feel like Guns N' Roses, they, you know, that's my band because they speak to me. They, uh, they get me, and uh, they produce an energy that I really love. They have the sound I really enjoy. They speak about and you know write songs about stuff that pertains to me, and I feel like uh, I'm I'm a part of that. Like I'm just like they wrote those songs for me, and it just happens to be like the soundtrack of my everyday life. And I, I mean, it gets me in any mood I want to be in, whether you know I'm I'm listening to Estranged, <laughs> <laughs> or you know I'm listening to November Rain, going through a, a you know breakup. Or, or uh, I used to love her. I used to love one, her. one of my personal favorites. But I had to kill her. <laughs> but I had to kill her. <laughs> yeah, uh, their lyrics. Know, yeah. And then you got Paradise City, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door, Civil War, Welcome to the Jungle. There was a time in my life where every time before I'd go to the bar, I'd play Guitar Hero and I'd play Welcome <laughs> to the Jungle before I went out. So uh, it's it's always been a part of me as far as Guns N' Roses has been. Yeah, every time I look at it, before I, because I listened to Guns N' Roses in like middle school and high school, but I never knew anybody who actually liked Guns N' Roses. So that's another thing, you know, meeting Jones, it makes this connection to Guns N' Roses. And I I view them entirely different than I did as a kid. I mean, bands always change, but then you kind of figure out what they're all about and they're this gritty band. So I think Jones and Guns N' Roses, you know, are, uh, it's, they're a great fit for each other for you you know it's it makes sense and they're a great band so it's i've appreciated them so much more since i've been your friend but i can never like give you that satisfaction saying <laughs> i like guns and roses yeah. Like, yeah they're all right uh, but they're a really great band and i really yeah. enjoy listening to them yeah and another thing is they have everything they have an amazing lead singer slash front man he's a really good writer they have mm-hmm. one of the most accomplished incredible guitar players of all time in slash uh duff mckagan is I mean, he's a very underrated bass player. And then, you know, whichever way you want to look at it, whether it was, you know, with uh, whoever the current lineup is, they just fill the parts, but they do a really good job. Richard Fortas now is really good playing guitar as well. It used to be uh, Izzy Stradlin. And then drums, uh, Frank Ferrara is phenomenal. I mean, he does a great job of keeping the band tight. And I know Steven Adler was the original drummer, but, I mean, obviously drugs, you know, became a part of his life and he can't even talk anymore. So without that, 
uh, you know, the current lineup is amazing. I love it. Uh, I can't wait for the new album. I think we'll have a new album before the end of the year, and then they'll tour on that in 2021. So I can't wait. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to a new Guns N' Roses album as well. I really like Chinese Democracy um, and kind of the lead up to that. I know there's a pretty great Rolling Stones article that you showed me of kind of like the craziness that ensued of trying to make the album Chinese Democracy. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, so you find that one out there. Uh, I highly recommend anybody out there to read that one. But thanks again, Jones, for sitting down with me on this uh, fine day. Um, Let me ask you a few questions, put you through the ringer. Um, I had fun coming up with these questions. I hope you liked them, um, you know, because Jones was like, don't, don't ask me dumb, dumb stuff. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll do my best. Um, but I, I really appreciate sitting down with me. Hey, you're welcome, Tommy. I, uh, I enjoyed it. The questions were good. Yes. And uh, let's drink some beer. All right. Well, make sure you check out this week's episode of Talk and Rock in the Basement. This has been Rock Solo. I'm Tom, and I'll see you next time.